made in Montana. News with Jay Scott, bringing you what impacts you in your town. Here's Jay. Republican lawmakers have sent a letter to Governor Steve Bullock asking him to require able-bodied adults to work in order to qualify for health insurance under Medicaid expansion. Senate Majority Leader Fred Thomas of Stevensville and 66 other lawmakers want Bullock to apply for a federal waiver so Montana could enact a work requirement. Thomas says that Medicaid expansion was intended to be only a short-term tool and requiring recipients to work at least 20 hours a week will reduce dependence on government programs. Bullock says a work requirement would cost more to administer than it would save. Billings police say a woman last seen in September may have disappeared under suspicious circumstances. 49-year-old Laura Johnson was last seen in Billings on September 13th. She was listed as missing out of Washington State on September 29th. Citing the ongoing nature of the investigation, Billings police declined to offer any more information about where Johnson was last seen other than to say it was in the Billings area. Johnson is described as 5 feet tall and weighing 130 pounds. She has blue eyes and long blonde hair and a press release says there are no associated vehicles to describe at this time. The Billings Police Department crime scene investigation van was parked in front of a Heights house Friday night on the 300 block of Windsor Circle and police say they believe that trailer home was Johnson's home in Billings. BPD investigators had pinged the location of Johnson's cell phone and found it in Washington State. They have yet to find evidence that she is in danger. Montana Governor Steve Bullock is continuing his vocal support for I-185, the initiative that, if passed, will increase Montana's tobacco tax to pay for Medicaid expansion. In Butte Tuesday, the governor was joined by representatives from St. James Healthcare, Butte's Southwest Community Health Center and Public Health Department, and the Montana Medical Association. If passed, I-185 would make the state's Medicaid expansion, which will end next summer, permanent, and would fund the expansion by increasing the tax on cigarettes from $1.70 to $3.70 per pack. It would impose a new 33% tax on the wholesale price of vaping products and electronic cigarettes and add a new tax on tobacco snuff. Supporters say the additional tobacco tax would generate around $73 million in revenue from Medicaid, veteran services, tobacco prevention, and the state's general fund. $26 million would go towards the state's share of the cost of Medicaid expansion. Criticisms of the plan, funded by the two largest tobacco companies, call I-85 a unfunded mandate that will leave taxpayers holding the bag, that it will drive smokers to purchase their cigarettes out of state or online, and complain that only 4% will go to care for veterans. The spending on veterans, some $2 million, is new funding, not a cap on existing spending. Quote, you're not capping the money, you're providing a new funding source to provide veteran services, Bullock said. 
Bullock Tuesday called the claims of the opponents sheer baloney and fundamental misinformation, decrying the spending of big tobacco intent on maintaining the status quo. Bullock said, quote, I-185 fully funds the state's share of Medicaid expansion and, quote, if you don't smoke, you don't pay a thing. Bullock and others who spoke Tuesday also touted I-185 as a plan that would reduce smoking among Montanans and could thus save the state money in health care costs. Currently, the state pays more than $81 million a year for Medicaid patients who have tobacco-related illnesses. Officials in Missoula are continuing to raise questions of a sales tax for cities. On Tuesday, Missoula County Commissioner Gene Curtis, Commissioner Dave Strohmeyer, Missoula Mayor John Engine, and City Council Member Heather Harp were each asked to identify flaws in Montana's tax system and offer ways to address them. Curtis said, quote, we have to figure out how to have a different conversation. Again, quote, we can't just continue to say we don't have a sales tax in Montana and pat ourselves on the back. The folks in Ekalaka, Lewistown, and Libby have just as much problem funding local government as we do. We have to figure out what we'd tax and how we'd tie that to property tax relief and some income tax relief. She spoke at an event sponsored by the Missoula Current and hosted by the Missoula Downtown Partnership. Curtis continued, quote, I'm sure when the legislators go door to door, they don't have anyone saying anything but property taxes are too high. Yet when they make cuts at the legislative level, which everyone takes credit for, it just means those cuts or obligations come back to local government. Non-resident visitors spent $3.2 billion through Montana last year, according to a report released this week by the Institute for Tourism and Recreation Research at the University of Montana. That included more than $294 million in Missoula County alone. But with the exception of a small bed tax and gas tax, most of that spending did not go to essential services, say snow plowing or paving or police or fire. Rather, according to Strohmeyer, that remains the property of local property owners. For a city resident, roughly 37% of one's tax bill goes to Missoula County Public Schools, while 29% goes to the City of Missoula, 18% to Missoula County. Roughly 30% of the city's tax portion covers police and courts, 23% funds the fire department. Like the other panelists present at Tuesday's forum, Mayor John Engine believes a local option sales tax is worth considering, but that would require changes at the legislative level, a concerted effort by Montana's cities and counties, and finally, approval by voters. State law allows communities with populations under 5,500 to adopt a so-called tourism tax, which captures visitor spending on lodging, car rentals, liquor by the glass, and meals, among other items. Currently, only small towns such as Whitefish, Big Sky, and West Yellowstone are permitted to impose a resort tax. Larger municipalities cannot. Quote, we're saddled in local government by being able to raise taxes at half the rate of inflation, according to Strohmeyer. Two people driving a newspaper delivery route 
had the window of their car shot out earlier this week. Donna Carell and her husband Dane were driving outside Lapway when they heard something that sounded like a firecracker and the passenger side window of their car shattered, peppering Donna with glass as she sat folding newspapers in the back seat. She said Monday afternoon that bullets had entered the front windshield and passenger window. A third shot was later discovered by local police. One bullet was lodged in the front windshield and another had entered the hood of the vehicle and bounced around the interior, hitting a radiator hose. Donna did not know the full extent of the damage to her vehicle because it was impounded by law enforcement as evidence. A Nez Pierce officer confirmed that a newspaper carrier's vehicle had been shot but declined to release additional details. The FBI is assisting in the investigation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.